always ask myself what what is the worst that can happen is this something that i will die from probably not at least not from my career choices that was anna bokstorm ceo of the swedish tech company netlean anna has been voted one of the most inspiring females in nordics and well we don't know about you but we've been pretty obsessed with the region's northern lights for a while now however nordics isn't just about pretty landscapes It's well known for its culture that lacks hierarchy and citizens who are some of the earliest adopters of technology. Within Nordics, Swedish capital Stockholm stands out. In 2016, Stockholm had the second highest number of unicorns per capita after Silicon Valley. We have Sweden to thank for brands like Spotify, Skype and Candy Crush. In this episode, Anna gives us a peek into her life in Sweden as a CEO. This is your host Ankita Bagri and now let's dive in. Thank you Anna for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Let's start with your childhood. What were you most curious about back then and how did that lead you to a degree in computer science and economics? Well, I was very curious about life and and learn new things. I never dreamt about computer science and economics. I didn't know what what that was growing up to be honest. My dream was to become a professional football player and uh, and I chased that dream for a big part of my life. but you know as a woman you couldn't live out of playing football uh, so you can you had to do something else and it happens that uh, the the team i played with uh, happened to be close to a university that offered computer science and economics as a program and uh, back then internet and computers were fairly new things and i liked the mix between computer and economics i i applied for that program and uh, was lucky to get in When I was in my mid 20 I stopped playing football. I was playing in the highest division in the Sweden at the time and uh, I got my first job as a software developer. So from starting your career as a pre-sales manager with Ericsson, you worked your way up by taking increasing levels of responsibility from being a program manager then business development sales director across telecos and IT companies to today when you are the CEO of Netlean. Reflecting back on this journey, what were your most memorable and challenging projects or career pivots? Well, I think that uh, during my my career, I I've never been afraid of taking chances. I've been insecure many times, but I've been but I've never been afraid, and I have never let that feeling of insecure. stopped me. So I I have chased what I wanted and I I always ask myself what what is the worst that can happen? Is 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 this something that I will die from and uh, probably not at least not from my career choices. And I have many memorable projects uh, while working at Ericsson. Uh, I ran global projects with team members from different countries for uh, for very demanding customers and and that was uh, of course very interesting and also very learning i learned about new cultures i learned about the the power of different types of of people in a project and it was actually the best school that you can 
going. Uh, so I'm very, very happy for that. But uh, I must say that the most memorable and challenging and also the most fun thing I've ever done is definitely working for and uh, running NetClean and taking NetClean to the next level. Uh, that's really where I have my passion now. I believe that uh, it's a luxury to be able to combine technology with the societal good. And that's something that really motivates me. Um, I have since the first day I, I entered NetClean, uh, had an incredible belief in what we offer and uh, in the team that I work with. It, uh, it was very hard in the beginning uh, to address a new market with a new product that solves a new problem. I was starting at NetClean 11 years ago and uh, no one spoke about child sexual abuse material. Well, maybe the police officers working with investigations, but uh, it was definitely not something that the businesses and organizations had on their agenda. Uh, so you have to, you know, the first years, we really have to educate the market and the customers that this is a problem that, that, uh, that has to be addressed and that companies and organizations are a, a key stakeholder in addressing this problem. It was rightly said that the pioneers of technology should work towards protecting and not exploiting children. So what's your favorite example of the impact NetClean has created for your clients? Well, uh, we develop world-leading technology solutions to, to protect businesses, IT environments against child sexual abuse material. In that way, we are safeguarding crime in the workplace. and. Uh, uh, our solutions protect uh, work computers and business mobile devices uh, and we have, you know, uh, multinational companies, government agencies and internet worldwide using our, our technology and you are right. I think that everyone that has, uh, that are contributing to some way or form of connectivity has to also take responsibility for that connectivity and I'm not just talking about the network connectivity, I'm talking about employers handling uh, computers and internet access to their employees. I think that they have to acknowledge that people are breaching policies and, and, uh, and do illegal things with, that, with, with the equipment and that has to be addressed. And uh, what we offer is that uh, if, uh, what, what happens with, with, with our technology is that when, when our technology detects someone that is consuming child sexual abuse material, the IT organization in the company or security organization in that company write a report and that report are many times sent to law enforcement agencies and law enforcement can make a call whether they want to further investigate the findings and often they do. When they do, they, they are doing you know, a house warrant and that house warrant often leads to finding newly produced material and also identifying children that lives with the perpetrator, the guy that was using the company computer to consume the material. Because there is a strong link between uh, viewing child sexual abuse material and committing own hands-on physical abuse of children. And uh, you often do that on children, on children that you have in your proximity. So what, what our customers do is that they are actually safeguarding children uh, and uh, they are contributing to society good by doing that because the earlier you can take a child from an abusive situation, the better chance you have to save that child and to, to rebuild that child so it can grow up and be a functional human.
Talking about technology, artificial intelligence cannot be far behind. I read a wonderful article about the possibilities it offers to NetClean's work, but also about how there needs to be a major overhaul in our expectations from it. Well, I think that uh, AI is, uh, is wonderful. And, and of course, there is a lot of opportunity with AI, uh, but you can't put 100% trust in AI yet. It's a fantastic way to search and flag in large amounts of child sexual abuse material and save the police from having to go through an incomprehensibly large amount of material with the human eye. So you can really sort of increase the mental health for the law enforcement working with child sexual abuse investigations. For Netlin, I think it's an opportunity to find unclassified and new, unknown or manipulated material and flag that in corporate environments. But uh, we have to remember that uh, AI algorithms, they, they do make mistakes and they can make huge mistakes. So you always need to have a person who verifies what it really is in the end in some way or form. But uh, for law enforcement and their incredible work in, in child sexual abuse investigation, I think that AI is, uh, is fantastic. Got it. You know, I've seen that you regularly share stories and interviews of your colleagues on their work in anniversaries. And I read a couple of them. They were very heartwarming. And it's such a nice way of creating a community feeling and inclusivity. As a CEO, how do you manage fostering a culture of openness in employees while holding them accountable for their work? Um, I think that communication is the key. I personally believe in uh, transparent leadership. And I believe that if you are going to lead a company, uh, people need to trust you. And trust is something you earn. It's not something that comes with a title. So you have to earn your trust. And as a CEO and, and or any leader, uh, you earn your trust by being, by being visible, available and interested in people. And also, I think, by, by doing what you are saying that you will do. If people give you trust, you have to give them trust back. And, uh, and for me, I think that, you know, the whole COVID situation was awakening in that sense. Uh, with, you know, with COVID, we closed down the office and we asked everyone to work from home. And I was a bit afraid that the productivity would uh, de-increase uh, and that people maybe, you know, wouldn't feel the drive anymore. But uh, I think it, it sort of, the results now after almost six months is, is on the contrary, that people are happier. There, there was no, no decrease in, in productivity at all, uh, on the opposite, I would say. And uh, I think that, you know, the whole uh, life balance are, are better now when we allow people to, to work from home. We gave them trust and uh, it's, been, it's been great. And I think that speaking about remote work, I think that uh, remote work was seen as a luxury prior, prior to COVID, but now it uh, has to be a necessary thing to offer your employees if you want to attract talent in the future. One other important thing that I want to say is that you have to be clear with the direction that you want to take the company and involve people on that journey. You have to build a team around you that is driven by humanity and ethical values. And I have a great team at NetClean around me that really sort of foster the culture that we have. And I think it's about building the, the, the right team. 
Okay, this brings us to our next question about uh, what is the day in life of a CEO like? Uh, well, it's not uh, it's not that glamorous. It's, uh, it's not boring every day, but uh, it's uh, it's you know my la- my day is uh, I wake up. I wake up my my kids, uh, the two girls, twelve and fifteen years old, and. Uh, uh, we talk a bit and get ready for school and stuff like that. And then I'm walking the dog and then I drive off to work. And uh, I try to, when I, when I come into the office, I try to, uh, you know, walk around uh, the office and say hello to everyone uh, to get eye contact to, with my team to, to get a feeling on how they are doing. And then I, uh, my work day differs a lot, but uh, on an ordinary day, I, I uh, start on my to-do list. Uh, every Sunday, I go through the week and I, I prioritize uh, the tasks. And in the evenings or after work, I try to work out. Uh, I go to the gym or I go for a run or do something. And, uh, and then I love to watch Netflix with my husband if we have time. So that's really my, my day. I'm glad I have something in common with you, and that's Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your work has taken you worldwide. From this unique lens of exploration, why do you think Sweden ranks as the best country in the world for working women? And having said that, what is the work that still needs to be done? Well, I think we, that work will never uh, be finalized. I think that we always have to push for, for equality in gender equality. And, but uh, I believe that uh, one important thing that Sweden has is that the society support parents. So when you have children in Sweden, you have rights to parental leave compensation uh, from the government. And that can be divided between the, uh, the parents. And then many companies support this compensation so that you as a parent can be at home with your child and have a largely un- unaffected income. So they, uh, the companies pay the difference from the uh, government paid compensation to what you earn, which is fantastic because then you don't have, the, then you don't have to worry about your economy if it, is hap- if it happens to be the husband that works more money and that, that earns more money. So I think that is uh, one very uh, important thing. And also we have a great childcare system uh, that uh, uh, no matter how much money or how, how less money you earn, you pay the same and it's, it's, uh, it's not that much every month to have children in the daycare. So we have a society that is really trying to work for equality trying to, to sort of trying to get uh, the people or, or the family to make their decisions on how they best can, can solve parental leave and, and life with children, which is great. But uh, I do believe also if you're looking at the uh, corporate environment that we have, we have been better, but we need more female uh, in leadership positions, in the, especially the big companies. Uh, we need more women to to dare to start up companies uh, to to follow their ideas and to find finance for their ideas and uh, that is still very uh, uh, not equal at all so especially not on this startup arena it's more it's more guys or men that are starting companies than it is females and we have to do something about that i think that's true for every country in the world 
you talked about running right so beyond being a ceo you go for morning runs you were spotted playing football uh, being a football coach actually during rains and you take out time to spend with your dog zoe practice yoga photography and you even name the most one of the most inspiring females in nordics um from an outsider's perspective you've built a very deliberate and fulfilling ecosystem for yourself how have you balanced these priorities uh, it's a, it's a difficult questions uh, i believe first of all i believe that you can have everything you want but not at the same time and uh, i think that uh, uh, you have to understand that life uh, consists of phases uh, and uh, the ecosystem uh, that that i have built is supported of course by my husband who very much enable me to work the way i do and uh, uh, i think that we have an an equal balance in in our sort of ho- household i think that he often take the majority of uh, of the uh, day-to-day operation in the house that allows me to to uh, to work the way i do and to travel the work the way i did before covid and nothing comes without sacrifices and hard work and i believe that uh, especially for young people today in in what i can see in sweden at least is that they want to have everything but they are not uh, willing to put in the effort uh, and i think that you have to set a goal for yourself and visualize how you want your life and then you have to put that goal into milestones and then you have to chase it and it, it sometimes uh, the road is not straight but you just have to continue so never give up i would say uh, i also think that as a woman it's uh, especially as a woman i think it's easy to uh, to take care of everyone else and not to take care of yourself so uh, i think that it's important that you that you really take care of yourself and and that you find what you uh, what you need to charge your battery um, for me it's about exercising uh, if i don't if i don't do that i get i feel it affects my men- mental health really uh, i get sad i get more depressed uh, i need to i need to exercise and i need to put in some hours uh, doing that and uh, as long as you talk about it with your uh, partner i think that's fine and then of course um, if you have the possibility buy a dog because <laughs> so we our dog is is like the glue in our family it's our common project and and uh, we get so much love out of her and and she's also working as you know the when we are out walking her in the evenings the conversations with the children are are incredible because they are opening up in another way that they than they do uh, sitting in the kitchen table so go for dog <laughs> but i believe as I, as i said earlier um, regarding work it's i think it's the same in the family communication is key to build a way, to build an understanding about what you need and as a woman uh, think about yourself last question for you anna if you had to give an advice to your younger self uh, what would it be remember that you have a voice don't excuse yourself for uh, thinking something or for saying something or for asking something or for taking up the space in a meeting room or in the office or or anywhere really and don't be afraid of chasing what you want uh, take chances what what's the worst that can happen believe in yourself the first feeling that you have is is often the 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 um, 
the right feeling. So uh, go for it. Not, not immediately, maybe sleep on it a bit, but then go for it. <laughs>